I'm glad you bring that up. They're like, oh man, like he learned to sing for the movie. So what do you think? He went 40 years without ever singing once in his life? Brunch. Hit it, boys! All right, now on to sports. Was the NHL draft lottery rigged? Some are saying, yeah. Interesting, Bob. I think that uh, it's certainly convenient that three American teams ended up in the top ten, two of them being Chicago and New York, two I let of the out, biggest markets. I let out uh, <laughs> like 15 <laughs> seconds into them because they were doing the revealing thing. So it went in, in order, right? It went, what did it go? It went uh, like Montreal... Uh, who is who is after that? It was Montreal, somebody, then Chicago, and they didn't get to Chicago. And I was like, well, this looks like they're rigging it so blatantly that... Uh, that it they, can't be rigged. That it can't be rigged, because <laughs> they, they wouldn't make it that obvious. Right. Uh, and then when the Rangers jumped up, I was like, this is exactly what they're doing. Yeah. They are doing the most obvious rigging scenario. To be like, whoa, like, if we give us a little rig- credit. If New we were going to New Jersey's rig- in there. Yeah, right. New, New Jersey's, Jersey's in like there, the which third. is also in New York market. That was a. Uh, People are like, there's no way they would rig the draft and put. Uh, put Jack Hughes in New Jersey. Oh, you mean the city that's like an hour away from New York City? Yeah, you know how awesome it would be for the NHL if the Islanders, Rangers, and Devils, Devils were yeah. all good at the same time? I feel like the NHL's been trying for a minute to make the Devils good. I mean, Peter Shirelli, too. Yeah. <laughs> He's been doing his best. Uh, yeah, no, I, I... But they still haven't won a cup with Taylor Hall. So Ooh, Taylor Hall, by the way, not a winner. Six draft lottery wins for Taylor Hall. That's I'm very glad that he's leaning pick. into that. Yeah, I know that he's same. celebrating that and acting like it's a it's a good thing. Um, I when the draft lottery came out and, and uh, was was um, go, getting underway. Did you see the the screen cap that sort of um, was leaked on Twitter and was like, oh, the three. The Rangers, uh, Rangers, Blackhawks, and Devils are going to win the draft lottery. Really? That yeah, came out before? before? Oh, really? Yeah. And so it was like a screen cap of, of like the three selections, and everybody was like, ah, this guy's just fishing for retweets. Right. And as soon as the, the, Black, de- as soon the, as the Black Blackhawks hit one hit, I was like, no fucking way. Oh, my so, goodness. Which is kind of a bummer because that's a, that was like the most insane draft lottery in a long time. Yeah. And, and we knew what was coming. That was captivating. I took my eyes off of an entire game of Garbage Time Celtics yeah, to watch same. that. Yeah. I was so excited to watch that. And uh, that's a good presentation as long as you t- tune in. Uh, halfway through it, really any draft right, the lottery fact show, that it's an hour you can't long, watch the beginning. Yeah. Uh, even though, I mean, who had, oh no, NBC Sports had it. So, like, you're getting Catherine Tappan yeah. and, like, all the good folks but and everything. But also Milbury. But it was Milbury on it? I think so, yeah. Shouts out my guy, Mike Milbury. Uh, but they, uh, did, they did, like, a decent job because I tuned in for the first half of it and they were, like, sending it to, um, like, a regional NBC Sports yeah. places. So, like, if the Bruins were in there, right. they might have sent it to, like, Haggerty or you or, or Felger something. Felger like or something. That. Yeah. So, uh, it, I, th- I, I would, like the way that they did it. I would love that. What if they did? What if, <laughs> if the, I hope the Bruins are, uh, I hope the Bruins miss the playoffs next season. So they do that and they go to the regional networks and they're like, all right, let's check in with Philly. Let's check in with Chicago. Now, how about Boston's hockey coverage? And they go and it's like it's a like poorly he- dressed man <laughs> and. His angry young son just screaming at each other over the goaltender. It has nothing to do with anything or, like, who might they, they draft. E- they don't even, like, receive the hit. Yeah, just right. Like they, they cut to the NBC Sports Boston. You guys are already screaming at each right. other. Just, like, he's saying that I'm on drugs. For I, I broke him last week. He, uh, yeah, we were, we were t- talking about uh, the leash. Have you oh heard about God. this? Yeah, I have. Yeah. It was a lot a of leash Sunday's, talk. Big Sunday skate topic. Really? Yeah. A lot of by the congratulations, way, by the way, back skate on Sunday again. skate. Snuck back Wild. in the club. Um, huge. If you're not in Boston, you are missing out on some uh, terrific leash talk, which is uh, Tuka Rask, is he on a leash? Actually, you know what? They've, sk- they've skipped over whether or not he's on oh, a leash. Oh, he's on a leash. Like, it's just a question of how he's long on a leash. leash is. But we want to know, 
How long is the leash with Tuka Rask? Is it a is it like a leather leash? Like yeah, an old fashioned one. Is it one of those uh, runners? Yeah. that can be extended longer and shorter as you wish. Uh, what kind of leash does Tuka Rask have around his neck? I think I upset uh, our guy Tom Giles the other day because we came into the Bruins segment. It started with the full screen of Rask's numbers uh, and Halak's numbers. So as he was reading it, I was like, "Oh, I think I know where this is going." I think I, I smell some leash talk, right? We doing that? And he said something about, uh, wish I could muzzle you. Ooh. And then we riffed on dog stuff for like two minutes instead of doing leash talk. Because the leash talk is, it's hilarious. Nobody has any, any other word for it. No. They just keep saying, how long is Tuca's leash? At which point do you take Tuca out of a game maybe? Folks, they took him out of a game last year. In right. a series that they won. It's not like, uncommon. Goalies get pulled it's, Yeah, it's in not games. uncommon. The Stanley Cup champions last year started, started the playoffs Philip with a Grubauer. goalie. Yeah, <laughs> Philip Grubauer yeah. started. And that. it is a, a complete, in the, the two two years before that, the Stanley Cup champions used two goalies. That's right, that's right. So Matt it is Murray. a luxury to have two good goalies heading into the playoffs, and that's a luxury that the Bruins have, and the Leafs do not. Yeah. The Leafs' Bruins. backup goaltending situation is an absolute fucking disaster. I know that he didn't have a terrible season statistically. Frederick Anderson? Yeah. He's I wonder. I, I, I wonder if they have one good goalie. Yeah, he's a puddle. <laughs> Dude, this uh, is uh, he a, is too harassed, but worse. This is a very easy case of uh, the Bruins' first round series. Is a very easy case of the Bruins' scores will have an easier time scoring against that defense and goaltender yeah. than uh, the Leafs' great top end scores will have scoring against uh, the Bruins' D, which is better, and the goaltending, which is better, but. Yeah, I don't think the Bruins are going to do like some Ron Hextall, Garth Snow thing or Dwayne Rawls and Manny no. Fernandez thing. They don't need to. But if they, the, the only scenario in which I see the Bruins actually failing and losing against the Leafs is if Rask is terrible in games one and two. So they start Halak going into Toronto, and then by then it's you're already ju- over, right. It, it, it's <laughs> yeah. over because uh, Halak obviously has had uh, a oh, good playoff yeah. run as well. But it was like a, a good way season. longer ago than Rask's good play. For sure. Part. But yeah, I, I broke Felger. Uh, we were t- talking about Tuca or like, like uh, the thing I worry about most with the Bruins is blank. So, of course, he said Rask. And Which I think that is a fair answer. As big of a Tuca defender as I am, like, yeah, that your, is a your fair goalie answer. can lose you a series for sure. Yeah, and he's he's inconsistent. He was inconsistent last year in that yeah. series. So I, I think oh, yeah. he is an inconsistent. He can be an inconsistent goaltender. I don't have a problem with you saying that that's your biggest concern. My yeah. problem is when you say that he sucks and can't you win you a series. Yeah, and that's, he sure can. That's really where the Rask argument is because very few people and someone on uh, Stanley Cup of Chowder. Wrote something pretty how, good. Black was like, a yeah, it, it was okay. It needed. Uh, I I feel like Troy Brown talking about Patriots receivers. When Troy Brown talks about Patriots receivers on the pregame show and stuff, he'll be like, "Man, I, I just wish I could like coach him for like ten minutes." You know, yeah. like, like I like I I know what I could fix. Like you've got that. something there, right? But there's a missing piece, right? So as I was reading that, I was like, "Oh man!" Like so much of this information speaks for itself. It's a little snarkier than it needs to be. If an if an editor could get their hands on this, this could be a really interesting and diligent piece. But uh, a point that that writer brought up was you're either a Rask hater or you're a Rask apologist, which I don't think anyone is trying to be a Rask apologist unless it's like Feidelberg or sometimes yeah. us when we're trying to piss people off and we'll go over the other way and be like, nope, Rask is perfect. He's infallible. It's just that we're trying to correct people yeah, who are it, saying that he's yeah, bad. And it may come off as an overcorrection. Yeah. But like... I don't know. I don't, that doesn't sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, I, I agree. There's not a lot of... There is middle point there, but it maybe comes off as like very uh, like pro Rask or very yeah. um, like Rask is elite. He's not elite anymore. Yeah, but I, I pointed out that uh, Rask has given you a a 
performance in the postseason worthy of winning a Stanley Cup. Yes. Definitely. Yes. And uh, the fact that people put 2013 on him is fucking is like insane. a failure. Yes. Yeah. It's like well, two goals in in uh, 17 seconds. Do you see how the fucking two goals were scored? Right. Yeah. Chris Kelly yeah. missing an empty net. Uh, Zano Chara missing a uh, hip. Patrice Bergeron <laughs> yeah. missing a body. Um, but uh, I so I said like he well let's not forget he gave you a performance winning worthy of winning a Stanley Cup. They just didn't win the Stanley Cup that year, but it was a better performance than uh, a lot of goalies who have won right. the Stanley Cup. God and uh, Felger said something to the effect of like yeah, but he, it, it wasn't that like Tim Thomas type of performance. A Tim Thomas was insane and it looked insane the entire time because of the way that Tim Thomas played. But I pointed out. Uh, you know whose numbers were pretty comparable and in some uh, spots better? Tuca in 2013 versus Tim Thomas in 2011. People don't realize how right. close those numbers were. And he, I, I think that he'd never heard that or he'd never had that pointed out to him before. And he like passed away. Really? The, he was just like so... Was he like angry or just stunned? Just stunned. Okay. Yeah, he. Uh, not the first time he's accused me of of just being on drugs. Right? He was like, "That can't be." No, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, like, if that's true, I have wasted the last five years of my life. Right. Uh, I. So I. I hope that the Bruins. At some point in our lifetimes, uh, miss the playoffs again. So that scenario can happen where they go around and they're going to the different RSNs and their regional sports networks. When they cut to you, you should be you should be like smoking a corn cob pipe with like an absolutely disheveled look. Oh, have screaming. I told you I've asked uh, if, if I've asked if smoke? I can start smoking? Yeah, <laughs> like cigarettes. Yeah, <laughs> oh I w- imagine the segments that we have. Oh, you did tell me that you had like a you had like a segment idea. It's just like smoking and sports, S- sports talk with cigarettes, <laughs> and it's exactly <laughs> what we always do. Except there's just ashtrays there, and we've got cigarettes, and I don't know, like maybe like you gesture cold. with the cigarettes, and you don't necessarily even have to smoke them. Just they're there for the look. Yeah, it. It's, I mean, the Will Smith line. Uh, it's for look. I don't light it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I'd light it though. Uh, I'd take a, a couple of drags of it every now and then. It got an obviously Absolutely no. Not. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, that that that's just a, a fun visual. Maybe like if it. if and when we ever do a live show, maybe we can smoke. Can you smoke in? You, I don't think you can smoke inside theaters. No. I don't think you can smoke inside anywhere. Can the person you, like, live... unless you're in Atlanta? Yeah, we should. Which do is a, where we can do a live idea. show on the road. Yeah, I think we we thought of that, didn't we? I don't know. We said we just like put out the flyer. We say we're finally doing a live show, and we just oh, go on yeah. kayak explore and find wherever it's cheap to fly for a day, and that's where we do it. Rent out a bar. Uh, it'll be empty, and we record it to ourselves for ourselves because it's about entertaining ourselves. It's what it's always been. Yep. Patreon subscribers. It's about you two a little bit. Everybody else, you freeloaders. Not even at all about you. Nope. So 88% about Peter and Dave, 12% about Patreon, uh, 11% about Patreon, 1% uh, for the chicks. Oh, yeah. And get the chicks. Yeah. And uh, I've actually, I, I feel like I can't even say chicks is a joke anymore. Like, Barstool has kind of reappropriated it. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. true. What, uh, Did Barstool make what about the chicks babes? a not offensive term? Maybe. Whoa! What about for the babes? Shouts out Barstool. We did. We do. Uh, They're woke one, selves. One percent for the babes. Yeah, for the babes. Babe is like my problem. My go-to word for that. Okay. Like, like attractive person. Yeah. I'll say like that. That that that's okay. a babe. That person's a babe. Yeah. He's a babe. She's a babe. Yeah. I'm a babe. He's a babe. She's a babe. A We're babe, all I'm babes. Babe. Hey. You know what that was? No. Uh, it was uh, that was I'm a dude by. By uh, Kel Mitchell. It's from the Good Burger. Oh, song. Yeah. I'm oh, a dude. Yeah. He's a dude. Oh, She's a God. dude. We're all dudes. Hey, that's a good song. <laughs> hey. uh, speaking of music. Yeah. And big music. Big music episode. And Patreon subscribers. Uh, I don't know why I said Patreon. Patreon. Uh, a lot of people have been clamoring, requesting, demanding the playlist get brought back. I don't blame them. The playlist is and has been a fun time. There's just one major stumbling block. Nothing in the world. What's rattling? Something's rattling, and it's it's. I don't know. What? You rattled. You rattled. Wait, was it this music? Maybe. Uh, it is. Uh, nothing is harder in the world than 
us adding our songs and the other person's songs. Maybe if we got a whiteboard and we wrote down the tide the the songs as we pick them and then right after we sit there and we add them manually. Maybe Actually, we could do that. I've got a great idea. Mm-hmm. The people want the playlist back. Yeah. So here is the deal. We'll pick our songs to add to the playlist, but after the episode comes out, you've got to tweet them at us. You've got to tweet us the list of songs that we added to the playlist that week, and then we'll add them. Then I'll have to check Twitter, though. That's another can, step to my I life. I can do it. Yeah. I, I see all the tweets and replies anyway. I'll screenshot it. I'll send it to you in a text message. There you go. But our mo- I think most of our listeners are... So I run the Spotify one. You do the Apple Music one. The Our Spotify playlist had a lot of followers. Is it because... Both of ours have a lot of followers, or is it because most of our listeners are on Spotify? I'm guessing it's the latter. Well, I can't... Maybe you can just get Spotify. Does (laughs) does iTunes have uh, Apple Music? Do they have, like, tracking numbers? I don't think so. I don't think so. But I don't know. Like, I don't have a problem uh, adding to the playlist if if the things are right in front of me. The pain in the ass is getting you to give me your list. And And vice versa. Like, like, I I don't remember what yours are. You don't remember what mine are. Uh, and when you, I don't know about you, but when you ask me like, which songs did you pick? A lot of times I don't know. Right. And I forget. So I think this is a good deal. We'll bring back the playlist. If the listeners, uh, agree to send, tweet it at us. I am very, I'm glad to be back to picking songs and putting them on a playlist and explaining why I like them. Uh, also update on, uh, this part's cool. I tease that, uh, for like maybe three weeks, a month now, uh, this part's cool. Episode one has been in the can. I don't know why I haven't released it yet. At first, I was thinking maybe I would get a couple in the can and then release them uh, kind of like Netflix style. And then I forgot until now. So I don't know when I'm going to release it. But uh, at some point, at least one episode of that is coming. That's pretty exciting. And you got a special guest? Got, yeah, got a, got a guest. Uh, got to reach out to... I think I I got a, I've got a guest for the first one, which is already in the can. That's what we say in the biz. Uh, and second guest lined up. Haven't figured out what song to do there, but uh, loved the song choice in the first one. And once it comes out, I hope everybody enjoys it. I've got a I've got a one that I could contribute. Yes. Yes. There's a one part of a song that I I love every time I listen to it. What is it? Can I be on the show? Yes. Okay. So I'm not going to tell you. No, it's you. You don't come and tell me. We we say we're going to show you what's cool about this song. It's a, it's been pre prepared. Oh, okay. What's what's the part of the song that's cool? Um, the, in uh, in in the blood by John Mayer. Yep. There's a part where like he makes the guitar sing back to him. Yeah. Yeah. It's very very cool. Is it like a call and response thing? Yeah. Why can't I think of it? Um, let me pull it up because it is very, very cool and it gets me every time. This is the free version of this part's cool for you non-Patreon subscribers. It's towards the end. It's coming up. Ready? Did you hear it? Like in the background, the guitar. The, the I, da, the guitar. Da, da. I don't know if that's a guitar. Let me hear it. Maybe it's not a guitar, but it's something. Right there. Listen. Well, there, there, there was so most of it was voice, but then there was one guitar that went. But the there's something uh, in the background that's like. I think I think it's a girl singing. No, it's not. That's definitely an instrument. That's an instrument. No, it's a girl. Really? Then, then that's a guitar. All right, so. All right, so. I'll tell you. Girl. Girl. Guitar. Really? Woman. 
Yeah. So I thought that was. It's like... so buried in the mix, though, that it could be. It's like one of those uh, things. It's it's a it's probably a voice that's heavily Distorted. affected. Yeah. Uh, like in. Um, that's upsetting. Like in Locked Out of Heaven, that's just a, a voice that they made to sound like something crazy. Well, that's like the Bieber sound. Yeah, I was going to say the better example yeah. would be uh, the, the Bieber, the Diplo? the whale sound. Yeah, Jack U. Yeah, Jack Diplo, U. Diplo and what's-his-face in Skrillex. Yeah. Those, two, those two geeks. <laughs> Diplo. Uh, yeah. Diplo is like 70, I bet. Have you ever seen Diplo? Yeah, he's like he, 70. Yeah, he's like a weird-looking guy who probably looks 20 years older than he actually is. Remember when Diplo was uh, going to be at a bar in Chicago? Yeah, but... And we went to get... We were like, oh, and we looked it up online. It was like, tickets, $300 or women get in free. Yeah, it's <laughs> only for the babes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, speaking of music, we've got we've got some music. Yes, um, we're going to... Uh, I've always thought it would be cool... To uh, to break artists because that's what DJs used to do back in the day. No no pun intended. That's what like radio World DJs premiere. used to do. They'd say like, I got, got to show you this band. My buddy called me up. I was in uh, I was in Kansas City last week. He said they've got this band that's got this crazy sound. Said you got to listen to them. Tell you what, I checked them out and I have not stopped listening. These guys are gonna knock your socks off. All right, here they come. And then you play them, and then it's a hit, and it's and then they're they're famous because of that what? DJ. And you know what? what? I hate those guys because back in the day when you had to rip all your music from illegal streaming services, they would talk over the beginning. Yeah, yeah. And like you download a song, you'd be like, oh, I can't wait to download this song. World premiere. Download it onto your iPod, and then there'd be like this fucking jackass hitting uh, the talking post at the, talking at the beginning and then sometimes during the uh during the song like they'd hit like a drop yeah and they'd that's like an audio like watermark, watermark. Yeah, yeah exactly it's really annoying yeah but i uh, when they hit the post that's really cool you yeah. know what that is no it's when you talk right up until the lyrics yeah start. that's pretty that's pretty cool that's a cool that's a cool move i uh, gary tangway used to be a radio, radio dj so he can do it and it's it's amazing. Is that amazing. like a manual thing? Like like you know when the thing is coming? Yeah, you like you're talking and that you just time it perfectly. I thought and that it was always like pre-recorded. And oh no! Just, wow. Like all right, we're getting you through your weekend, blah. Oh god, it's new John Mayer 101, and then it starts. That's amazing. Yeah, that's a pretty cool skill. Uh, so maybe we'll maybe we'll hit the post when we break artists, but uh, we're gonna start breaking artists. Uh, I don't get the. We're gonna start by breaking Maggie Rogers. Congratulations to us. This has now happened twice in the last six months, where someone who I know and like listens to the same music I listen to has said, "Whoa, where where's everyone been hiding this Maggie Rogers?" And I don't want to be a jerk and be has like, it been her oh. both times." What has it been her both? Yeah, Fidelberg did it too. Really? Yes. <laughs> And Feidelberg, at least, was like four months ago or something. Uh, I don't know what your excuse is. I, I don't know either because I remember we discussed You've literally the been NYU sleeping thing. on her. Yes. Like, you've been sleeping. Yes. Uh, not literally. Yeah. Because not literally. I haven't done that. Right. Uh, although she is very adorable. Yeah, she's that. like 22, though. Relax. She's a minor. I'm 22. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, By the no. way, shouts out Lily James, thirtieth uh, oh birthday. Thirtieth birthday, and boy, if you didn't, if you didn't know that, you don't follow her on Instagram. Right? <laughs> she is po- every day. She has posted a picture of her thirtieth birthday party, like she's uh, a bad boy going to Lollapalooza. Just <laughs> like every day is a new picture of what looks like the coolest party in the world. Amazing photos, all black and white, like pictures of her friends, pictures of her it mom. There's a picture like... of her just with shopping bags. I think she went shopping at her birthday party. It's probably presents. Yeah, it makes more sense. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but it wasn't it, there. It honestly looks like uh like the location of the 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 grand opening of the hotel from Mamma Mia 2. Yeah. Like it's outside, there's lights and stuff everywhere. It's there's just like a lot of people. Yeah. And it couldn't be me because nobody ever comes to my birthday parties. Right. That's man, that but is I, so cool. I hope and like usually I hate when people post pictures on Instagram of the same event over and over and over and yeah. over again over the course of like just a one week. more. Yeah. And I honestly hope that Lily James posts pictures of that until she turns 31. Yeah. God bless her. Yeah. Also, it was stunning that she's 30 years old. I figured that she'd be like mid-20s. She looks very young. Yeah. Although it's very difficult to tell how old women are sometimes. Yeah. 
Uh, who who did we struggle with? Maura Tierney. More Tierney's like probably what like fifty. Yeah, I don't know. This is showing again. She, we don't she know. She looks forty. She looks thirty. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's just. Uh, but that's like women a- thing. Like I'm not good. I'm I'm bad at guessing people's ages completely. Yeah, I guess like once you become an adult, everybody's an adult, and you right. don't really like think of their age. Once you're twenty four, you could be a hundred. You could be anything. Yeah. Okay. Except uh, happy. But yeah, we. Uh, I listened to Maggie Rogers, and I was like, all right, which. I I knew somewhat. I'd heard Maggie Rogers. You names, heard the name, yeah. She I never opened really, for Heim and stuff. Yeah, I never really looked into it. And then I listened to her this week. Was immediately smitten. Yeah. And then I found out that she was the girl from the NYU video. Yeah. Which we had definitely talked about on this podcast for sure. Before. Yeah. So I was like, "That's the girl." Holy shit. Yeah, there's two uh basically the starter pack for Maggie Rogers is watch the NYU masterclass with Pharrell. Really cool. Uh Pharrell speechless Pharrell is the best. It happens in that and it's it happens annoying. in his Nardwar interview where he basically cries. It's annoying because he's speechless but he still makes way more sense and like is way more coherent than I am on my best day. Yeah, no, there's there are just some people in this world who legitimately like I, I've got this weird thing where I'll see something non-athletic because like at, like athletes, you literally are born with like just an ability that others don't have, and I, I know that exists with everything else, but this is how my dumb brain works. I'll watch something whether it's a politician or it's just anybody on TV doing something, and I'll think, I bet if they tried hard enough. Anybody could do that. Like, they were groomed into this. Right, like, anyone could... Or, like, you, you watch a band, and you're like... I bet, like, if if somebody sat around all day and tried really hard... Like, here, I, I think that if, if, if people tried as hard at music as Jack Antonoff, they could be Jack Antonoff or better. I think that, like, anybody could be Jack Antonoff. Uh, I, think that, I think that for a lot of things, if you put enough time into it and you're groomed and there's a lot of effort, right. like, you can be passable. And you Look have the... Bradley Cooper in yeah. A Star is Born. Like, he... he whatever, that, by the way, I'm glad, good, like, I'm glad you bring that up. I'm glad you bring that up. They're like, oh, man, like, he learned to sing for the movie. So, what do you think? He went 40 years without ever singing <laughs> once in his life? Everybody has sung at some point before. Pete, if you did something where you had to sing, I'd be like, cool. So it, it turns out Pete could sing. We, I just didn't know that. But he's been able to do it. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure that he's he ended up better than he was at the of beginning. Of course. But he didn't But they're acting like he didn't have vocal sing. cords yeah. before. It's not like he got in an accident and he had to relearn how to walk. Right. And no, he just had to get better at it because he stunk. Right. So... uh but there are so there are a lot of things where you can delude yourself into thinking uh, they're just like any other person. They just poured a lot of work into their craft and they became good at it. There are just some people in this world though that are just like smarter and more talented and better than other people. And Pharrell is on that list. What? He's just like a like his body just produces hits. Like the the biggest thing at, at telling when like the difference between those people the people who like inherently have it in them is like when things get when there's like a surprise thrown their way and they're caught off guard they're stunned yeah and they react to it yeah I think that's the biggest thing I think that's very difficult to groom yeah that uh, and that video if you haven't seen it um, is terrific uh, a the song is. Alaska is very good it was all of our first times hearing that song too. So we're kind of reacting along with Pharrell. And that was a really, really, that's a, that's a really, really cool song. And just that whole video is great. So that's the that's one half of the starter uh, kit with Maggie Rogers. The other is her performance of Falling Water on Saturday Night Live. So much better than the studio version, which is weird because Rostam produced that. And basically everything that he does... I, like, I trust Rostam with my life. And for some reason, the studio version of that song is a little uh, a little timid. I think maybe it's by design because they didn't want it to seem too much like Florence and the Machine. But when she does it on Saturday Night Live, she just belts and she go, she she reminds me of Florence Welch because her body is kind of like freaking out as she's hitting those notes. That's a great performance. But yeah. 
Maggie Rogers is very good. She's not. I I said to you when we were talking about her, like she's not hit her ceiling. She's really good. I think that she could be great, and she's not great yet. But she just graduated college like four seconds ago, right. and uh, she's going to be awesome. And she's clearly a part of Heim's America. In in what sense? Like Heim's existence Helps. got us ready to hear Maggie Rogers and like Maggie Rogers. And there's clear. I think I think that there's uh, an obvious Heim influence on Maggie Rogers. Not to say all young women with middle parts sound the same, but. In this case, what do you know? I think that like this is you know how they say like oh, it's the golden age of TV. There's, yeah, there's, this is the golden age of female artists. Oh God, I've been saying that forever. No, uh, you just said it better than I have. But I've thought forever women are better than men at everything. But especially right now, women are making better music than men, and that's like an almost irrefutable. Every genre. And and it's not to not to like put women against men or everything, but in an industry where men have had an easier time for a bajillion years, it's kind of neat to be like, hey, you know who's better at it right now? The other guys. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. And in, like, almost every genre. Yeah, yeah. I think that, like, rap and hip-hop is still, like, very largely male-dominated. Yeah. But, like... It's getting better, though. It's like getting Casey less homophobic. It's and, and, getting... Uh, yeah. I mean, Cardi's taking over... Uh, Eve, did you see Eve at a whatever award show? No. Uh, I think she, it was at the Grammys. Eve was there for some reason. Me? Eve, you want to talk about someone who as who hasn't aged? Eve looks amazing. I saw a video recently of uh, Ashanti uh, performing. It was a, it seemed like a small event, not like a big concert or anything. But Probably like, one of her thousands of club gigs yeah. with Ja Rule. Yes, yeah. No, not with Ja Rule anymore. Because nah. uh, he's too busy scamming people. Yeah. But no, she was performing at like some like small venue and the DJ equipment and like the music cut out and she just like put on uh, like just vocals. Yeah. And she was amazing. I hope I'm not telling tales out of school, but you know who did that uh, one night? Who? Jim Murray. No way. Uh, yep. We were at a... It was Super Bowl week. It was in Atlanta. We were at... A bar where there was karaoke. He got up there and he uh, was doing Mr. Brightside. Okay. And the That's tra- a tough song to do yeah. without, without music. Well, the track got messed up and it dropped out and he just gave it. He was well, like, if you, if you think I'm stopping, yeah. you're out of your mind. And he kept singing the song. And everybody who was watching, because it was a bar, so other people are mingling and stuff. But everybody who was watching was into it, nice. It was. I was. I guess once you get to the chorus, everybody knows that chorus and can get into that chorus, right? But it's still like a very tough thing to do. On the subject of uh, commanding a crowd, I saw a lot of live music this past uh, week. Uh, get ready, I'm about to break three artists on your asses. Oh, uh, I went to see the band Weekend Friends, who uh, it's a three piece like grunge band. From Boston, but now based in Portland, Maine. Ooh, I like awesome. Them already. Huge win, 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 win. And they say, they said, uh, we're from Boston, but we live in Portland. Uh, when people ask us where we're from, we say uh, we're from Great Scott because we just always play shows at Great That's Scott. Awesome. And it was a Great Scott, so everybody was like, yeah. And I like, raised my $5. PBR, which is upsetting. They At used Great to be, Scott, yeah, they used to be like two bucks, right? So you, so I'm not making this up, right? No, that, yes, it used to be like At some $2. point in our lives, even it was like three dollars like, max for a tall boy of PBR. Yes, yeah. I yeah. went there and I was like, couple of uh, PBRs, and it was ten dollars. I was like, wow. what was this? A banana? <laughs> um, so uh, saw Weekend Friends. They were awesome. They were really, really good, and. Uh, then the next night I saw, uh, bands of two of my friends and both bands, like, do you ever go to see your friends' bands play or anything like that? Wayne. Or like, yeah. Uh, you're the, the, even going in knowing that they're good musicians, you're still blown away when you like see them in their element and you're like, wow, that is what these people are really good at doing. So, uh, Foxtrotter, it's a band from New York. Love, love, love them. And a uh, local band called Visiting Wine that is a, um, it's like a pop folk kind of group. Uh, 
if you like Brandy Carlisle, if you like of Monsters and Men, things like that, you'll like them. So uh, check those bands out. But back to Weekend Friends. They were opening for a band called uh, House, H-A-U-S, and they it's like a Bon Jovi type thing. The, the lead singer's name is Dave House. Uh, he was huge into the, when he wasn't singing, stepping in front of the microphone like right at the edge of the stage and doing a <laughs> you know those right. moves yeah where like the, the singer steps in front of the microphone and does like a big overhead clap like let's get going <laughs> and i was just he all he was also very big into the uh i don't know if that works for an opener no he was oh, they, he they, was they the, were okay. they were headlining okay, yeah okay. uh he was also very big into every breath not devoted to singing so even in a line where he's singing if there was like a little like if he had like a like an eighth note rest he would boston so we get with the boston just yelling boston a whole lot yeah uh so that was that was just some fun little notes uh if i i feel like i Hmm. How how do you do that in a respectful? How do you like start that clap in a respectful way? Just be like, the just storm, like at your chest surge. level at uh, your Carolina hurricane storm surge. What's that? What do they do, do for they, that? They do the over the head. Oh, they, they do the I believe like in a thing slow, called love thing. Yeah. Oh, and then they pick it up. Yeah. Oh, that sounds that sounds kind of disrespectful to the game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's that's fair quite, enough. That's quite terrible. Uh. So. Uh, yeah, we've now broken Maggie Rogers. Congratulations to us. Who else have we broken on this show, by the way? Uh, Houndmouth. We bro- yeah, we've broken Houndmouth to a lot of people. We broke uh, Father John, John Misty to ourselves, really. Yeah, and to... And we were to like, listeners. hey, who's that hot idiot? Does he even have any songs? Who cares? Uh. <laughs> I literally think the first time that we discussed him was... Hot uh, Guys and Weathermen? Yeah. Yeah, he was... Yeah, I... He, I You're like, it. is he hot? He looks like a guy who uh, comes home later than he's supposed to, and you ask him where he's been, and he lies to you. Yeah, that's hot. Yes. <laughs> uh, we broke White Reaper to ourselves. Yeah, because our friends liked them, so we checked them out. Also, uh, White Reaper is playing Boston Calling, and I'm probably not going to Boston Calling because the lineup isn't very good. And now they took Janelle Monae. Off. But churches in there. Yeah. But how many more times do you got do I gotta see churches at a festival? <laughs> Fair enough. I'll take churches in a club churches over. Churches at churches. House of Blues, man. Yeah, when's that? No, they they were supposed to be I, I missed them, I think, at, at House of Blues. Oh yeah, that's right. It was right after we saw them in uh Austin. It would have been financially impractical. Yeah. To uh Actually, no, that was at um the, the, their last show here was, was it at, Royale or something? It was at yeah, it was at Royale or was that um not paradise. What was the, what's the one? It's like a it's like a like theater. Oh, that's right, Orpheum. Yeah, it was yeah. Like Orpheum. Yeah. Uh, so, congratulations to churches for breaking that. Uh, let's let's pay the bills. Can you believe it's already April? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Time has a habit of getting away from oh. you. God, don't we know it. But if you have a mortgage, kids, or anyone depending on your income, you're going to have to spend some of that precious time getting life insurance. Would you just stop for a second? I'm trying to cope with what I've just learned. It's April. Uh, If you need life insurance, but you don't want to spend a lot of time comparing it, you should give Policy Genius a try. Why? Because Policy Genius is the easy way to buy life insurance online. In two minutes, you can just compare quotes from top insurers and find the best price for you. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and red tape for you. There's no commissions, no hidden fees, and just more time saved for you to do whatever you want to do. Because you know what? It's April. There's a lot of things that you can do. The do you mean to tell outside. me it's April? It's April, man. That's not an April Fool's. Ooh, Nailed it. Uh, if you need life insurance but you're short on time, head to PolicyGenius.com and compare quotes. Policy Genius. It's easy. It saves you money, and not to belabor the point, but it's fast. Wow. It's fast. Faster than April got here. Exactly. One day it's New Year's Day, another day it's April. How the world works. Wow. Uh, Policy genius. Spend less time comparing life insurance and more time doing literally anything else because it's April. Hmm. Hmm. Um, someone told me that uh, there's a podcast that... Um, that also 
goofs off during their reads. And the listeners like it so much that apparently there is there a, there's an ad-free version of Stitcher you can get. I think you can pay more and it cuts out the ads or something like that. Okay. Uh, and the listeners demanded that they don't cut out the ads for that podcast because they're so good. And my friend was telling me about it and he said, uh, I'm listening to an episode right now and they're talking about uh, ecstasy during a For Hymns read. Really? And I was like, wow, well, it's good to know that there's others out there. I listen to a uh, podcast that is uh, very, uh, not controversial, but like it toes the line. Yeah. And uh, and their ad reads are just insane. What? Absolutely insane. What what podcast do you listen to? Uh, it's called Come Town. Oh right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it is a uh, it's a comedy podcast, but like man, they go over the top on their ad reads, and yeah. like they bet DSI lets them do whatever they want. They have uh, like Blue Chew lets them do whatever they want. Good, that's that's smart. So, I mean, bet DSI and Blue Chew are people, smart. A lot of people listen to the, that podcast, so I'm sure it's easier when when you've got like hundreds of thousands of listeners. Yeah, whereas we only have. One hundred thousand. Yeah, um, I had a uh, I had a scary week. I saw some scary stuff. I saw Pet Cemetery and I watched uh, the first episode of the new Twilight Zone. I also saw some scary stuff this week. What'd you see? Uh, I saw the Chainsmokers do their best Freddie Mercury impression. Oh God, that was that. I someone sent that to me. And I was like, "Is this this is this what you? So this is what you wanted? I kind of like it. Is I, this I what you like, wanted? I kind of like the fact that, that that this is happening. Right? Because you asked. You for made it. your bed. All you people who that's literally what I tweeted. I said uh, the Bohemian Rhapsody fans, uh, or I said, what did I say? I don't know. I said Bohemian Rhapsody made the bed, and now you all have to sleep in it, or something like that. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Oh no, no, no! You said uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, made their bed, and now you have to let the chain smokers sleep in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's that's what you get. You you made a shitty movie about Queen, which is a great band, Mm -hmm. about Freddie Mercury, who's one of the most iconic frontmen in the history of music, Mm -hmm. and it did a a disservice, and now all the dumb, dumb idiots who like that movie are taking it for their own, and they're taking Queen for their own. It's terrible. I, uh, I remember back in the day, like, Taylor Hawkins at a Foo Fighters show would every now and then would do that. He would do like the AO thing, and but I bet, you, it was, I bet it was Taylor Hawkins doing that. Like Taylor Hawkins was doing the AO thing. This was the guy from Chainsmokers doing Freddie Mercury. Right? Doing no, so the so the, the, he was doing it as like a nice little nod to Freddie Mercury. And there's a very good chance if you were in the audience that you didn't get what it was from uh, because it wasn't super duper popularized yet, and they were just like. It was just a little nod to Freddie Mercury and a good way of pumping the crowd up and everything, and that was lovely. Now, if anyone does it, it's so contrived. Yeah, and it's it's like the guy from Chainsmokers probably watched Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, he on didn't know about AO before. Probably watched Bohemian Rhapsody on the plane to the show and was like, "I'm gonna be Freddie Mercury tonight." Yeah, so he just did the exact same shit, and it was so cringeworthy. I hope you idiots are happy. This is what you dummies deserved. Uh, I did see Pet Cemetery though. How was that? I didn't. Uh, I did not see it. I wanted to. Maybe it, I'll still. See it, it was scary. It was like legitimately a scary movie. There were parts that I was like, Ugh, "I don't want to be here." There were a ton of jump scares in maybe the first twenty-five minutes. I texted you during the movie. I said, "Good chance I'm going to leave." Did you leave? I, di- I at the end. Yes. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I mean, it would. I, I, I paid money. Yeah. I'm. I'm not just going to give that up. Um. It was good though. It was uh, different enough from the 1980s one. I think it was 89 uh, that I didn't f- totally know what was coming the entire time. Uh, I didn't see the previews recently. Apparently, a big complaint is that they give away what's different about it. Okay. In the previews, previews stop doing that, and people. Stop watching previews. I've said this a million times. I don't if I'm if I know I'm going to see a movie, I don't watch a preview for it. Aside from when the previews first come out a million months before, because I'm going to forget all that shit by the time I see the movie anyway. I I'll like I'll watch one preview, and if I, I decide that I want to see that movie, I won't watch any other previews. Exactly. Uh, speaking of previews, uh, I think the only bad part of uh, the yesterday movie is going to be Ed Sheeran. Uh, that's the Beatles one, right? Right. Is that what it's called? Is it called Yesterday? Maybe. Maybe it's 
Something like that. Yeah, but that, that's going to be a very fun movie. It's got Lily James it. in it. How, how how could it not be amazing? Uh, Ed Sheeran seems bad in it. Really corny. Well, he tells him to change the lyrics to Hey Dude. Oh, no. And that's like the end. That's like the last joke of the preview so that's of like the trailer. Banger. That's that's, like, a, that's their closer. Oh no! Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll see. I, I'm excited for that movie. But uh, J- Jason Clark is the guy in Pet Cemetery, right? Yes. What is he from other than looking exactly like Wes Miles from Our Riot? Uh, he's he played um, he played what's his name uh, Kennedy uh, in the Chappaquiddick movie. Oh, I didn't see that. It was good. Yeah. Uh, it was like Ted Kennedy. Yeah, Gary yeah, Kennedy was in that movie. I, I feel like uh, I feel like that guy only plays people from Boston. Oh, interesting. He's from Bo- it's the uh, Pet Cemetery is like in New England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, they go from Boston to Vermont, Maine, probably. Uh, yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, it's a uh, creepy movie. Uh, they uh, John Lithgow was in it. He got a uh, an and in the credits. So big shouts out to him. It said like Jason Clark, actress, actor, actress, and John Lithgow. John Lithgow or John Gow. Lithgow? Gow. It's spelled Gow. Is it pronounced Gow? I think so. John Lithgow. I don't believe you. Um, John Lithgow. I think. Yeah. I think it. Yeah. Sure. The last thing that I saw him in was uh, Daddy's Home Two. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, He's he, pretty good in that. He was, and he was good in Pet Cemetery as as well. Uh. They add in the only. Th- hey, did you see the original Pet Cemetery? I don't think so. Um, okay, so it's basically the family goes up uh, to this new place. There's a cemetery where you bury animals, and then the animals come back, but they're evil. So they then uh, one of their kids dies. So they bury the kid, and the kid comes back evil, and everybody starts killing each other. Chaos ensues. Uh, in this one, I don't know if this was in the original, but they add in that the mother... Is this going to spoil anything for me? No. Okay. Has, like, uh, a past and that her sister died when she was young. And every time they mention the sister, the mother goes and, like, looks at old pictures of the sister... I've not experienced anything like this, but I'm pretty sure that's a thing that only happens in movies where when someone that either like left or died or whatever is mentioned, they go back and they like look at pictures. Nobody would get anything done all day (laughs) if like if if you brought up like I don't know, like someone I used to work with or something or someone I don't see a lot anymore, and then I had to go sit in a room and look at pictures. Nobody would ever get anything done. So there's a lot of that. That was a little distracting. Also, how many, how many, how much percentage of movies do you think, like horror movies? How many? What's the percentage of horror movies that begin with a family moving to a new house? Yeah, like probably seventy percent. Yeah, it's. Uh, it it also had the shot of, uh, like in Get Out, of them driving up the highway. Of course, and uh, it's all smiles, and you know some bad stuff's gonna happen. Um, other uh, another big complaint I had is they wait way too long, and this is a spoiler. They wait way too long to reveal that John Lithgow's character, who uh, is a neighbor there and kind of knows the land well, uh, smokes. Okay, if I'm, I wish you didn't spoil that for me, I know it's re- and then you, and when you see him smoking, when you see him smoking, you're like, Ooh. cigarettes, yeah, okay. But then later, I think he smokes weed. Ooh, yeah, it's he, he does a lot of smoking. Well, I don't uh, have to see the movie, and they make his face look really like. Like a guy who's smoked for a long time. Uh, And, yeah, I guess all my other uh, notes are uh, would be spoilers, but it is scary. It's, like, icky kind of, but just a lot of jump scares, and I don't do well with those. Yeah, so you as somebody who does not like those and does not like horror movies mainly to begin with. Yeah. Thoughts on the movie? Do you like it? I was not happy the entire i was i was uncomfortable and i, I it was miserable but if somebody liked that stuff do you think that they would like that movie yeah yeah i had no idea if it was a good movie though okay. people I, I after i said that that could have been the best movie i've ever seen but i hated uh, of it. but but i would have no idea of knowing because i was so miserable and people responded with like uh well what what critique do you have with how they told the story? Because blah 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 blah. I was like, I, I'm, I'm not talking about that. You do not get it. I just wasn't. I just didn't feel good. <laughs> yeah. It just made me feel bad. Um, but I, I guess it's kind of like people who like uh, eating uh, buffalo wings. 
they don't taste good, but for some reason you like to eat those things, then cool. It does. It makes it makes you feel scared. Well, if you're like a horror movie fan, the the, the bar is set way lower. Because horror movies stink. Yeah. So many horror movies are so bad. Yeah. So that, like, if you get a halfway decent horror movie, you're probably like, ah, I like that. That was good. I will say, analytically, it does kind of uh, abandon what type of movie it is at points, and it kind of changes characters, no pun intended, uh, very, very, like, herky-jerky. Like, the dad goes from being... uh, the dad goes from being pretty level-headed to crazy, although like death of a child might do that to you. Um, but yeah, it just kind of it, it jumps a bit. But for a horror movie, it was a good movie, I guess. Okay, and you also watched uh, the Twilight Zone. Yeah, I watched the first episode. Um, D- Jordan Peele's doing it. Uh, it was okay. It was it was worth watching, I guess. It w- it wasn't incredible. It was uh, it starred Kumail Nanjiani as a comedian who kind of sells his soul. That's the big thing with the Twilight Zone things. It's a lot of like uh, kind of what would you do? Like okay. someone makes a choice and then these are the consequences. Uh, it uh, it took me longer than it should have for me to figure out what was going on, but eventually I did. And once I got caught up, it was fine. wasn't unbelievable though. I can't tell if I'll keep watching. Okay, that was the first episode, right? Yeah. Who else was in the first episode? Because like they, they, it's got an f- unbelievable cast. Yeah. For the season. Oh right, yeah. Uh, it's Kumail, uh, Tracy Morgan, uh, the lawyer from The Night of. Oh, uh, John Turturro. No, the the woman. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, and who else? I think that might be it. But yeah, after they did like the this season on the Twilight Zone, and it's everybody. I think Adam like Scott. Ike, Adam Scott, Ike Barinholtz, yeah. I think. Um, There's a lot of people in that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check it out. You said it's on YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube, and I think Amazon Video or whatever. Yeah, uh, it's, it's from CBS. Yeah. Also, the Shy is back, and that, as usual. Great episode, uh, and, and and at some point something happens that just murders your heart. But okay. uh, I I didn't make it through season one. I, you should have. Yeah, it was. It ended up being really good. Okay, I'm gonna have to revisit that at some point. But uh, speaking of of like comedians and selling your soul, yeah. you see, how do you feel about the the Joker trailer? Uh, I I did. You didn't I see wasn't it into Joaquin it. Phoenix. I wasn't into it. Really? And people were. I I purposely didn't comment on it because everyone was having so much fun with it and it's good to disagree and it's good to to say what you actually think instead of just kind of joining the crowd but uh i remember in that moment i didn't feel like whatever pushback would happen like oh well you just don't like the comic books blah blah but yeah i know i don't i don't i it's I, i know it's it's not for me and I, I that did not look that good to me. Yeah, I uh, I'm very interested in it. I I think that I'm way more interested in that sort of exploration of the Joker character than I am like a, any like the Jared Leto movie that would fucking that got canned, but the yeah. that they were planning like that movie was going to be a comic book movie that probably would end up being a piece of shit like like a million other comic book movies. Right. This one at least seems like an exploration into the character, and Joaquin Phoenix seems fucking perfect for it. So I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, I'm always down for for some Joaquin. That guy is that guy's good. Um, Barry, we got to talk about Barry because the second episode of the season. Probably better than the first one, somehow. Really? I didn't think so. I thought that the second episode was okay. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. they. I, I am just high on Fuchs. Fuchs, I mean. They, yeah, they, yeah. Their handling of him in season two versus season one is amazing. And someone pointed this out to me. This is what shows you how good the show is. The acting stuff is the least interesting very part. Much, very much so. And that was the fun stuff in season one. And now it's like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Cuso? Yes. Yeah, like the Cuso. Yeah, Gene Cuso. Uh, Cusano? Something like that. Something like that. There's, Cusano, maybe. So yeah. Uh, I mean, Henry Winkler is great, but I'm so interested in uh, the Hank stuff, and I'm interested in 
Barry still kind of having to work and the cops. But Fuchs uh, flipping, just amazing. I love that they did... Fuchs flipping was like the end of that uh, episode of Silicon Valley where they build up, uh, where they set up the entire season and then just ruin it in a second. Yeah. I love the, like, there's not even going to be a a discussion as to whether or not Fuchs is going to flip. Right. He would just, he would, he would sell out Barry in less than a second. Absolutely. And I I like that because it, it, it nails his character. Um, I think while we're talking about our favorite parts of Barry, I think my favorite part of Barry is how happy Henry, Henry Winkler is to be doing Barry. Have you seen him away from the show? He loves that show. He's so happy that he's back to being like a star. He is loving every second of it. And that guy just seems like the biggest delight on planet Earth. So I'm very happy for him. Uh, I saw him on the, did you see him on the pizza review? I did, yeah. A little disrespectful from uh, from Mr. Port- Portnoy. Well, because he kept, he, I, I don't like the the uh, the fawns. Just kept kept calling him the. F- I I couldn't tell if he was doing it to be to like celebrate him or to to just like, like needle him a little yeah. bit. And if he was needling him, I like. I don't, I don't need that, that, that's Henry Winkler, sir. Yeah, right. Like, He's important to me. Hen- yeah, exactly. Like Henry. I Winkler. need that guy. Okay. Like, I don't even. I didn't even uh, get. Any exposure to Henry Winkler as the Fonz? Really? Yeah, I never watched. That you never show. watched Happy Days? No, man. Wow. Yeah, but like, don't don't needle that guy. Don't needle my my friendly grandfather because that guy seems like the most delightful person ever, and I want him to be happy. Don't upset him. My entire upbringing was like current TV, Cosby Show, old TV, I Love Lucy, Happy Days. And like maybe the Brady Bunch or something like that, but I I've probably seen every episode of Happy Days just a couple of times just from syndication. Happy Days was a lot of fun. You had Potsy. Potsy was the musical one they decided eventually because I think they needed something for Potsy to do. You had who'd you have? Was was, was Ralph Melfe? Who's Ralph? Was just Ralph. told you I never watched the show. Where Ralph? Yeah, yeah. You had Potsy. You had Ralph. You had. Uh, Joni, you had Chachi. Chachi I knew that. Yeah, they loved each other. I knew that from dodgeball. You had uh, you had Leather Tuscadero, but the Fonz was a cool guy. But yeah, he's. Uh, I- I'm glad that he's reached this point where he's not just. He's the not Fonz. the Fonz anymore, man. Yeah, show some respect. And he, you could tell that Winkler was being a nice guy, but he he didn't need that he many the Fonz is, references. Yeah, he's probably so fucking sick of that. That's yeah. probably why he's so happy that Barry is like a great show and that he is very relevant again. Yeah. Because he no longer has to, or he should no longer have to deal with people being like, hey, yeah. all the fucking time. I went and I looked up his acceptance speech uh, <clears throat> when he won. What did he win? An Emmy? Yeah. Yeah. He won an Emmy. I forget w- what he said, but uh, he, uh, he said something about, I should have won this when I was relevant. So now it's cool that I'm winning it now. He just seems like a very sweet guy. God bless you, Henry Winkler.
Little baby, don't say a word.